you promote a pin and you get all this data back about which keywords performed well for you. What are people actually searching that get them to your website? And then you can see if they took the action that you wanted them to take once they're there. Well, Now you have all this data, use that in your organic strategy. I am super excited about this episode and it's perfect timing because last week we heard from Sarah Morgan who was telling us about how we can use Pinterest organically to drive more traffic to our website. And this week you're going to hear from Monica Froze. I met Monica at the Boss Mom Retreat in San Diego. We both spoke. I actually spoke first and she spoke second. So she spoke right after me. And she is an expert on promoted pins. So everybody knows about Facebook advertising. They know about Instagram ads, but nobody is talking about promoted pins, which is Pinterest version of ads. And If you are not promoting pins, then you are leaving money on the table. And Monica is going to tell you how you can actually get some of that money back in this episode. So please enjoy my conversation with Monica Froze. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Monica, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so glad to talk to you because last week we talked to Sarah Morgan and we talked all about using Pinterest organically. And I think if anybody listened to that episode last week, they know that they should be on Pinterest because it is a search engine and there is an audience on Pinterest looking for what you have to share. But you are going to totally take things to the next level and we are going to talk about promoted pins. So quickly, now that we all know what pins are, tell us what a promoted pin is. So promoted pins are essentially Pinterest ads. And I know a lot of people get, they hear the word promoted pin and they don't understand, but it's like an ad like you see on Facebook. It's a sponsored pin. So when a promoted pin pops up in your Pinterest feed, someone paid to put it there. And you know all about promoted pins. You just spoke at an event. You actually spoke right after me. Like we swapped the stage um, at the Boss Mom Retreat in San Diego. I want to hear, and you probably mentioned it, but for everybody listening right now, tell us how you got into promoted pins specifically because it's a pretty niche expertise that you're in. It is. And I did not realize it was until it sort of was in my lap. So I... Okay, so going back, I started blogging almost six years ago now, and I very much was the blogger who viewed it as not a money-making vehicle. It was, I saw a problem in the world, and I felt like no one talked about it, and I had something to say about it. And that problem was lack of maternity leave in the United States and um, like the, the challenges that working mothers face. And I felt like I worked for a big company and they, they did not equip us properly to handle this. And I just, I wanted a platform to, to speak my mind about it. So I started blogging because I don't know, I thought that's what you did. <laughs> and then I was really, I was in marketing for a very large technology company. So marketing tactics were something I was exposed to every day. I mean, I ran a huge marketing campaign and 
but everything I did in corporate was very ROI driven. So everything came back to the bottom line. It came back uh, to the data. Everything was done. If you were going to make a change to what you were doing, you had to make that change based on the data. So fast forward and I become a full-time blogger and all Pinterest is all the rage with bloggers. This is like late 2015, early 2016. I mean, you could really explode your blog at this point with Pinterest and not pay a dime for it. And it made sense to me. So I dove in to really immerse myself in Pinterest. But the thing that just kept tripping me up was gosh, you can't get a whole lot of data from Pinterest organically. There were things that I wanted to know that just seemed very second nature to me that I needed to know based on my experience running marketing campaigns. Like what? What kinds of things did you want to know? So the the two major things were one, because Pinterest is keyword driven, I wanted to know how many of my clicks to my site were coming from specific keywords. There's no way to know that. No matter, you, there was no way to tie the, the page view that you were getting from Pinterest, whether it was in Google Analytics or in Pinterest Analytics to the specific search query that people were putting in um, on Pinterest. That was the number one thing. I felt like I it's sort of like sh- throwing darts blindfolded and spun around a few times. Like, how do I know what people are using to, to effectively find me on the platform. What is their mentality when they find me on the platform? And that's really found in the keywords. So that was the number one thing that I felt like I was missing. The second thing I felt like I was missing was bloggers were so obsessed with talking about getting the page views from Pinterest. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, this is great. I got a page view. What does that do for me? How do I feed my kids off of a page view? I wanted to talk about the the action that we were asking people to take once they got to our site. So the action I really focused on at the time was getting people on my email list. Eventually, it became how to convert them into a sale. Again, very hard to track on the organic side. When you promote something on Pinterest, just similar to Facebook, they, they have a thing called a Pinterest tag. It's similar to the Facebook pixel all of those actions are tracked and fed back into your your data so you can evaluate even down to the keyword level that okay this keyword brought in this many clicks it converted this many email signups this many sales and you can set your parameters to say you know it it converted in one day or 28 days from now so i was really attracted to the data that was really how i got into promoted pins and then i realized that Nobody else was doing them. (laughs) And because of that, there was this wide open inventory of slots, essentially, that Pinterest wanted to fill that nobody was paying them money to fill. And then when that clicked, they also started making some significant moves to what appears to be that they're going to end up going public this year. I know there's been rumors about it for a few years, but they've made some drastic internal changes with hiring very strategic hiring decisions. Um, and they're projected to go public at the same time as Uber. And having come from a very big publicly traded company, it was a Fortune 100 company, I'm well aware that the thing that they're going to care about is the ROI, the profit they're giving back to their shareholders. And the way that they're going to do that is by building out their ads platform. So if you get in to understand promoted pins at a ground level, which is essentially where we're at right now, 
as they layer on services, because if you really think about Facebook too, when Facebook ads came out, there were no messenger ads. There was no Instagram ads. There were no Instagram stories. There were no right-hand column ads. There was no audience network ads. It was just, hey, Facebook said they could help you get an ad to pop up in someone's home feed when they're searching. Well, right now that's similar to, to Pinterest. You can get an ad in a smart feed. You can get an ad to pop up in search results. But they're going to have to come up with very innovative ways to bring in revenue if they go public. And that means they're going to come up with a lot of different ad products. And when that happens, if you understood the basics of how promoted pins work, you're in a great position to be able to scale your business when the next big greatest thing comes out that they release. Okay, you make me want to jump on promoted pins. Like, I need to finish this podcast and start promoting my pins right away. Like, I totally agree that getting in at the ground level and starting something early is the way to go. And something I love about what you just said is that, yes, that's lovely that we're talking about all these page views, but how does that feed my kid? How does that convert into a sale? So kind of talk about the steps that you made to where you could kind of start seeing an ROI from Pinterest. Was this before or after your first promoted pin? I was I was definitely getting ROI before I promoted a pin. So essentially I I was getting ROI, but I couldn't I could not determine exactly what I was doing that led to the ROI. Was it my images? Was it my keywords? Was it my descriptions? Like what was it that that was leading people to take action. So once I figured out, I would say the first realization was, okay, I know how to get people on my blog from Pinterest. Got that. Check. That's off the list. No idea what to do with them once they get here. I don't care if they read an article because to be honest with you, that does nothing for me. So then I figured out, I got really strategic with funnels and uh, getting people on my email list. So I got to the point where I started taking my Pinterest traffic and which at the time was the majority of my page views. I hadn't really put much effort at that point into like Google SEO or anything like that. So it was pretty much like, you know, who the people I was getting from Pinterest and who was going to my email list, I started figuring out what my conversion rate was, how many people were signing up versus how many unique visitors I was getting. And it was pretty decent. I mean, from my holistic overall visitors throughout my whole site, I was converting over 20% of them into email. So I got really obsessed with optimizing to get people just to sign up for my email list. So I got into lead pages and I took out the noise of blog posts and I made it very streamlined where it was very clear that I was asking them to take one call to action, which was to get on my email list. And then the next step from there was I wanted, once I knew my funnels were working and I could get people to take the action without paying, then I wanted to start paying not only to drive more traffic to them, but then I could analyze the data better. And the one thing I, I tell people, which kind of in the Pinterest world, I find blows their mind a little bit is I say, all right, so you promote a pin and you get all this data back about which keywords performed well for you. What are people actually searching that get them to your website, and then you can see if they took the action that you wanted them to take once they're there. Well, now you have all this data. Use that in your organic strategy. So for example, there are keywords that I'll promote a pin under, and I think that it's going to knock it off out of the park. I'll think, this is the keyword people are using to find this solution that, I, that I'm promoting. And it turns out I'm totally wrong. 
it'll be like a random keyword that I never, I didn't even put much weight on. I didn't think really was like the golden ticket. And then I take that keyword knowing that it performed well with promoted pins and I use it with the pins I'm not promoting. I come up with new content that's geared towards those keywords. And it's like a cycle. And over time, I just create this huge content bank that's geared towards what people are actually clicking to my site and taking action for. So interesting. And that's so odd that they don't tell you this in organic traffic, but that's more reason to get into promoted pins. And you say the competition is just incomparable to what it is like on Facebook or Instagram, for example. Like you can really stand out and reach a lot of people without spending a lot of money on Pinterest, right? You really can. You, you Yes. Basically, if you're, I have yet to run into anyone except one company. And I've, I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of businesses at this point about promoted pins. And the only one that I remember doing a search for and thinking, eh, I don't know if you're really going to get a good ROI out of this was a local power washing company. Because it just, Pinterest is pretty new still on the local targeting aspect of things. So they actually just released within the last two months, the ability to target uh, zip codes in the United States. I mean, that was not a thing even middle of 2018. It wasn't a thing. So they're, they're, they're making strides with their targeting. But at the time, that wasn't a thing. So they had no online component of their business. They couldn't sell to someone across the country. And so it really wasn't a good fit for them. And But for the most part, when you're talking about anyone who creates any sort of content or sell something that's not geographical there's it's not bound by a geographical area you're probably going to be able to find a, a way to fit in on pinterest how interesting okay so now i want to promote a pin and you have a course that i am a part I of that teaches people how to do this from start to finish super in-depth super specific um but I want you to kind of go through the basics here on how mm-hmm. we can get started with promoted pins. Because when I go to Pinterest, like I don't even know like where to look or what to do. So let me know how I can get started and promote my first pin. Like what do I do? So the so first of all, and I would say the majority of people that come to me, this is this is what I hear. I promoted a pin. They would, I, I spent, they, you know, they took all my money and I, and I got nothing from it. And I'll start asking questions about the data, essentially, you know, what was your bid and all these things that you would know if you have set up a pin and I get blank stares and they're not, they're like, I don't know. And I'll be like, well, what was your objective of the campaign? I don't know, just to get clicks to my site. Well, what were those clicks going to get you? What did you, you were paying for something. So assuming you wanted them to take some sort of action that you were going to make the money back for. Right. But they didn't think that through. So I had a step way back when I was creating this course and we don't even get into going into set up an ad till module four. I mean, that's like how much pre-work that you have to do to understand really before you even touch the ads platform. So, but I think the first that's thing good because a lot of people, they just jump in because they see ads working for other people and they're doing what they see, but what they don't see is the why and the strategy and the reason why. So I think that's so smart that you do that because that's really where your success is going to come from. Correct. If you don't do the pre-work, 
and put some thought into the strategy, then you're almost guaranteed to just throw money at a black hole, essentially, is what ends up happening. So the very first thing, and this is an action item that everybody listening can take away and do right now, even if you're sitting there thinking, Pinterest doesn't work for my business, or I'm not ready to invest in Pinterest. There is one thing that everyone should do right now, which is you should go and install the Pinterest tag, which is the equivalent of the Facebook pixel on your site. Because guess what? That thing is going to get so smart over time with the people who are visiting your site that when you are ready to promote a pin or you are ready to put your attention on Pinterest, you already have this huge bank of data that you've allowed Pinterest to collect on your website visitors. And so I know I don't have this done and I'm like, it's taking all I can not to just cut you off and send this (laughs) to somebody to get done. It's called a Pinterest tag. Pinterest tag. Yeah. Okay. So we need that. I mean, it's just like a pixel. We just need that on our website. Correct. So that's the very first thing you're going to do. Now, if you are ready to, you know, invest in promoting a pin, the second thing, the Pinterest tag goes on your every page on your website, essentially you install like you would Google Analytics. Most for most people, it's going to go in their header scripts and you'll be done with it. Then they have these things called event codes, and those are what track action. So those are what track signups to your, you know, your email list, conversions for they call them checkouts for for sales. Those you have to install on the page after someone takes an action, and it has to run after the Pinterest tag. So this is a little bit more techy. It's very doable. <laughs> um, but if you're going to actually track the action, you do need to install an event code. So that's that's really module one in a nutshell, because helping people figure out where to install their event code takes a little bit more time than um, than really Facebook. I would say it's a little bit it's a little bit more in depth than Facebook, but not too bad. Okay. Then after you get the code set up, and that's really like the most techie part of this whole thing. The second thing that you have to do is understand why you're promoting a pin. So what is your objective? And I have eight, I think I talk about different reasons why you might want to consider promoting a pin and why each would be beneficial. And then step three is you have to determine what type of audience you want to promote this to. Can you go to an audience that doesn't know anything about you? So essentially a cold audience, or is this better to retarget an audience that of your website visitors from your email list, what's your objective? How, who are we going to target? And, and the then targeting, I have a question about the targeting before you go yeah. on. Obviously I know what a cold audience is when you say target to website visitors or, um, maybe even a lookalike audience. I don't know if you can do that on Pinterest. Is that all yeah. based on the Pinterest tag that we put on our website? Yeah. So okay. the, the reason I tell you that you shouldn't sell your tag right now is because you're going to get it. You want it to have as much data as possible. For example, I'll get people in the course that install their Pinterest tag today, let's say, and then tomorrow they'll say to me, I set up a, an audience of my website visitors and, you know, a hundred people got matched and right, because your, your tag was on your site for a day. Like you need, you, need, you need to make it as smart as possible to be able to give you a, a decent sized audience. And they don't call them lookalike, they call them act-alike audiences. Ooh, I like it. Yes. Okay. So they wanted to differentiate from, from Facebook, I'm sure, with that. Um, so they call them act-alike. I always say that if you're going to create an act-alike audience, and for anyone whose you know, ads are like a new concept to you, essentially you give 
any really ads platform a, a sample of data. So in this case, it's let's say I had my Pinterest tag installed for three months. It's matched 25,000 Pinterest accounts uh, in the tag. So it's basically people come to my site and Pinterest was able to say, okay, um, out of all the people that came to your site, I, I can match 25,000 Pinterest accounts to them. I tell Pinterest then, take these people and create an audience that is like them. And they use their algorithm triggers and all that to essentially, I'm sure it's really elaborate. They mine the data and, and figure out the behaviors of these people and then come up with this act-alike audience for them. This so you can do fascinating. that. Like, it I feel like fast. this can get addicting. Well, it's my life right now. So it is, pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it, is it is pretty, the thing is, it's just, there's endless possibilities. And I think yes. that's the appealing part to me. I love it. And you know why I love it more, more than maybe some other platforms is because like Sarah said in the last episode with Pinterest, a, it can last forever because pins are there. And mm -hmm. it's like the spider web effect where like, if you share my pin, then all of your audience sees it. And then if somebody in your audience shares that same pin, then their audience sees it. And there's just so much opportunity for growth. And then you promote the pin on top of it. And it's like, holy smokes. So one of the thing, one of the things about promoted pins that they definitely have on Facebook ads is exactly what you just said, which is, when people share my promoted pin, it now lives on their account where other people can find it and share it. And there's this thing called earn metrics where you can measure the lifetime effect of a promoted pin for things that you're not even paying for anymore. So I can go back into a campaign I ran a year ago and I can see how many clicks, purchases, email signups it brought up, it brought in for free over the last year that I wasn't even paying for it. That's fascinating. Now, when you promote a print, okay, you're probably going to get to this, but when you promote a pin, is it like I have a bunch of pins on Pinterest? Do I just select one to promote? Like I would boost a post on Facebook or do I actually craft it and upload it for the first time while I'm promoting it? So you, they do have something that would be the equivalent of a boost button and same thing where most people tell you not to use it on Facebook definitely don't use it on, on Pinterest. Pinterest. You have, okay, cool. Yes. You do not have the same targeting and control over the, I, I, you know, I don't even know if they have a name for it. We'll say boost a pin. Don't do it. You definitely want to set it up in their version of a Pinterest ads manager. Got it. Um, you can upload a pin at the time of promotion, or you can choose one that already exists on the platform. At this point, they're beta testing, being able to upload a pin into a promotion and have it only be available. So basically, they take away the ability to repin it because a lot of people, they don't want a pin to live past the promotion. It might be like a time-sensitive, limited time thing. And the way I handle that right now, because essentially, I put it on there and it's going to live there forever. So... If it's time sensitive or a limited time offer, I just make, I'm really diligent about redirecting or changing the page to be something else that would be more evergreen mm -hmm. once the promotion's over. Okay. But they are working on that right now. But for now, if you do, whether you choose an existing pin to promote or you upload one into the dashboard, it is going to live on Pinterest essentially forever after that because people will be repinning it. It'll be on multiple accounts. And so... Um, yeah, that's how that works. But so then once you figure out, okay, what audience that you want to promote to, 
there's two main things that people don't put a lot of thought into for some reason, but are really, really key to setting it up before you ever touch the ads manager. One is your keyword research. At the end of the day, Promote It Pin, the backbone of it is built off of strong, effective keywords. So you have to do some digging. Sort of, it's sort of like Google research where you're, you have to do some digging for what keywords people are using on the platform that you want to target. Now, when you get more advanced in this, as you target, as you create more campaigns, you'll start coming up with a very, I keep a spreadsheet that I track all my keywords and how they perform. So I get real, I can narrow down pretty easily. You know, the, these keywords perform very well for me and these ones don't. But when you're new, you really have to sort of cast a little bit of a wider net and come up with uh, a decent bank of keywords that you're going to be drawing from. And then, I mean, it gets a little geeky, of course. You can, there's different ways, uh, different types of keywords you can use, um, but that's a little bit more advanced. So just know that you do have to come up with like a bank of keywords that you can you can target. And then the second thing that's super, super duper important is your actual image because Pinterest, which people tend to forget, is a visual search engine, visual search engine. So I'd already just told you you need keywords. That's the search engine part. Visual, we can't forget that part because if you don't have a compelling image and if you don't make it super clear what people are clicking on and where they're going to go, then you're not going to get the end goal is the way I teach the end goal from a campaign is to get the visitors to take an action. So if I click on your pin and I think I'm going to a recipe and you send me to, um, how to buy the best, I don't know, the best skillet. Well, there's a disconnect here. (laughs) I'm not going to be taking your action. If I thought I was going to a recipe and you're sending me down a rabbit trail of getting an affiliate commission on a skillet, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. So your image has to really be honed in to not only make it clickable, so it's got to be very appealing, but people need to understand the exact, exactly what they're getting with the image. Those are the two like main things you have to do. And then once you've, you've got that down, you can actually go and open the ads dashboard. And to be honest with you, and I think this is why, you know, and I'm a little biased because I think promoted pins are pretty easy. But the reason I think when people don't have experience with them, that they're like, oh, this isn't bad. It's pretty easy. And then they get upset after the fact is because the ads dashboard is actually pretty dang easy. <laughs> it really is. It's, uh, th- it's like three steps that you go through to set up a campaign. So it seems like deceptively easy. But once you get through the steps, now you have to read the data to understand well, is my pen performing well? I mean, now what, really? Um, and that is and such that- a good point because I feel like everybody acts like they know Facebook ads. And I'm going to use Facebook ads as an example just because um, that's what you know most people are talking about. Um, and that's what most people use. And it's like, yes, you know, like the dashboard may be easy and you can set it up. But again, like you said, with Pinterest, people say, oh, they used all my money and I have nothing to show. Well, it's like, it's not that freaking easy. <laughs> exactly. It's honest. And I, I get, I get where it seems like it's so easy when you're setting it up because it's, it's sort of idiot proof. It's because you okay. click the right buttons and you think that's it, but that's not it. <laughs> 
Correct. It is definitely not it. And okay, so you get the data, which tells you what's working and what's not working. And that's what people miss. That's what, And they also miss, like, they see the data, but then they don't know. They pay attention to the wrong metrics. You know, because the thing is, is that Pinterest, like any other um, ads platform, gives a ton of data. And a lot of it, you can tune out. I mean... Some of it just does not matter all that much. And people get very hung up on vanity metrics and they do it even on the organic side of Pinterest. Like I said earlier, they get obsessed with how many page views they get to to their site that they forget that these people aren't taking an action and the page view is not actually doing anything for their bottom line in their business. It's similar to promoted pins. You can get hung up on vanity and I'll give you a great example. I have people that take my course and get very hung up on the, the, the way pins promoted pins work today is you pay per click. So they'll get very hung up on what they're paying for the click and they forget to measure what their actual, what their actual objective was, which I would say eight times out of 10 is it was a lead gen campaign. And I'll say, okay, so you paid X for a click and you're not happy with that. How much did you pay for the email sign up? And I don't know. Well, can we go find that out? So they go find it out. And then they come back and say, oh, well, that's a whole lot cheaper than I pay on Facebook. Exactly. So stop getting hung up on the wrong metric of what you paid for the click. Let's talk about the actual metric that matters that we need to be measuring for your campaign. Very interesting. And this is something that you break down in your course to help people. Wrapping up, is there anything else we should know about the data? Because that really tells us what works and what doesn't work. So the probably the one thing that makes Pinterest a little different and like the the high level view of data for Pinterest is you bid on the click. So that's actually how you get charged when you run promoted pins. And then the thing that's actually which a lot of people don't realize but is super important is it's an auction system. So the first thing that people get tripped up on is I teach people how to bid low because I'm actually not teaching you to compete against target. I'm teaching you to slide into the ad spots that are not being taken by large brands. So we don't bid high. So with that, what's super important actually is that, and this is why your create creative is so important because it's an auction system. A lot of people might be bidding the same amount as you for a similar audience. And so Once that happens, Pinterest has to figure out what's the next thing I have to look at to determine who should win this, this spot, essentially, what they look at is your click through rate. And so if you think about it, if your image is not getting people to click, then your click through rate is super low, and you're going to bottom out on the auction every single time. So that's when you're reading data, that's the one thing people tend to dismiss click through rate on promoted pins, and it's actually a lot more important than you would think. So if your click-through rate is low, you need new creative imagery. Yeah, usually it's new creative imagery. I, I lead, I have a lot of if this, then that statements in the um, module where we analyze awesome. because it can be things like you just target it totally wrong keywords as well. Mm-hmm. So that's important to, to rule out. But generally, I would say... Low click-through rate is more closely related to poor imagery on Pinterest. That makes then that makes perfect sense because we are all shallow and we all judge a book by its cover, especially, do, especially. on a platform like Pinterest. 
This is so I true. Love it. Okay. I know people are going to want to hear more and I can't wait to dive into your course a little bit more because, um, especially after chatting with Sarah and now chatting with you, like Pinterest is an amazing platform. It's not like Instagram where you post something and after a couple of days it's gone. Like this is something that will last a long, long time. Just like posting a video to YouTube, it will last a long, long time because it is a search engine. So tell us where people can find out more about you and get their hands on this amazing course so they can get more traffic. Yeah, so my site where everything lives is redefiningmom.com, which one day could I could be breaking out the Pinterest side of things into its own site, but for now, that's where you can find me. And if you want to know more about the course, it's actually closed right now, but I do offer that three-day challenge that really primes you to be able to promote a pin. Um, it, that's available for free all the time, and then you'll also get on the wait list for when the course opens, and that's at redefiningmom.com forward slash ads, A-D-S. Awesome. And I have to say... Um... On your Pinterest, on your homepage, I can see how many monthly viewers you have, and you have over a million. So, so that's um, so that so that's metric, insane. But that's not how many clicks you get. So that's actually I understand. A that's metric. not how many clicks, but that's your stuff in front of a million people a month. Correct. That I'm glad that you know that. So many people, I do not get a million page views to my site. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, well, actually, I don't really wish because I, I, I don't know. I feel like when you talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. I actually am a pretty big believer in knowing who you're talking to. But um, what she's saying, yes, a million. That's how many times my pins have been seen in the last thirty days. So that's that is a- insane, honey. So people. Monica knows what she's talking about. So head to redefiningmom.com and find out more. I cannot wait to do more Pinterest marketing and more Pinterest ads. Like between Sarah with the organic and you with the promoted, like you guys are dominating the Pinterest world. So thank you so much, Monica. Thank you so much for having me.